Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. What's up, everybody? Welcome back inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for the beginning of training camp. Yes, the beginning of training camp is finally here. Football is back in the capital city of the great state of Ohio. 40 year event to May. This is his 40th opening of training camp. Yeah. That's Andy Backstrom. I am simply Spencer Holbrook. Let's dive in, fellas, to the latest preseason report presented by Buyers Auto, the greatest place, the finest place to buy a new or used auto in central Ohio. Pleasantries out of the way. Ryan Day, Tristan Jevia, Kyle McCord, and Devin Brown all meet with the media on Wednesday. Tim, uh, big takeaways as we uh, wrap up day one of camp here in the Woody. Well, <clears throat> supposedly uh, the quarterback race is a uh, draw coming out of the uh, coming out of the gate. Now, I don't think anybody totally believes that. Somebody's going to take the first snap. Somebody's going to take the second snaps. Uh, it does appear that Kyle McCord is probably the leader coming out of the gate. This quarterback battle, though, is for real. As uh, Rande uh, told me and maybe others at Indianapolis a week ago, uh, that's the biggest question he's got to get settled on this football team. You know, I keep saying it's the offensive line, especially right tackle, because I think they've got two quite capable uh, quarterbacks on this on this team in Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. Uh, but uh, bottom line is, yeah, the guy who's, the guy who's going to be uh, running the plays, the guy who's going to be uh, – basically trying to dissect the offense of the defenses along with the offensive coordinator and the, and all these other coaches he works with. That's the most important position on any football field and definitely uh, for Ohio State. So I think that was just base, basically uh, reiterated today. Both of these guys have stepped up as leaders in, in Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, but I think when you hear them speak, you notice a different tone or maybe Kyle McCord's a little bit more reserved and Devin Brown comes out with a lot of fire. 
and kind of says what's on his mind. And I think with Devin Brown, the first takeaway I had was that the way he treated his injury, the finger injury he had in the spring, he said he wasn't even really that upset. He actually said he had a phone call with his dad and his dad was like, why aren't you upset? He said, well, because it's an opportunity to grow. And it was something he saw as a chance for him to really take a step in this quarterback battle. And he really took that approach. He said Tristan Jebbia helped him with that. Tristan Jebbia is a quarterback here that went through a serious hamstring injury while he was at Oregon State. And so I just felt like the presence that Devin Brown had uh, stood out to me in terms of the way he framed that injury. It wasn't something he saw as a setback. He saw it as something he could grow from. I thought Ryan Day played his cards really close to the vest today, answering questions about both these guys, continuing to say that the, the race was, was as close as it can be. I think coming out of that, Kyle McCord has an understanding that I think he leads in this battle. It was a little more, you know, matter of fact. He, he knows what he has to do to win the battle. I do think Devin Brown, as assertive as he was, I think it did come from a place of a little bit of understanding that maybe he's a little behind right now. That's just a read that I get. But also, those are two extremely confident, extremely competitive guys who are not going to back down from this thing. Uh, Devin Brown, even in his first answer, said, I'm more athletic than Kyle is, but Kyle can also make plays on his feet. But I thought that was interesting. That's what we've been saying. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, but they're very humble individuals, yeah. as well as being competitive. And for Devin to just kind of say that, I know it was, was a little probably tongue-in-cheek just because they take jabs at each other all the time, but also gives a little bit of insight that these guys even see what their strengths and weaknesses are. They're not going to just come out and reveal them all the time, like maybe Devin did right there, but they also are, are humble enough to not do those kind of things to each other. It was just kind of interesting that, that he was like, yeah, I think I'm a little more athletic, but also Kyle does a lot of things really well that maybe I don't do well. Yeah. So just a little peek inside behind the curtain. Yeah, and I've got a couple stories coming out of this too that they went in intending to flesh out and they have gotten fleshed out to a certain extent. But number one, they've got a head coach in Ryan Day who has been in their shoes. Uh, not exactly in their shoes, but a, but pretty close because he was chasing an older player in 1999 at the University of New Hampshire to become the starting quarterback. And he ended up winning that battle. And uh, <clears throat> the interesting thing is the older guy, I'm sure, went into the camp, went into camp, went into the season. It's pretty much the number one from the standpoint of pecking order. But Ryan Day went by him and just discussing all the things he went through in that regard. Uh, he understands what these guys are going through. When you look at this, like you just pointed out on paper, and Andy was talking about it too, uh, Kyle McCord's been the backup quarterback here for the last two years. Yeah. Uh, the next guy to go on the field if something had happened to C.J. Stroud. He started and won a game, played the entire game against Akron way back when, and uh, when they finally let C.J. Stroud rest his aching shoulder. Uh, so he's been there, done that on a small scale, but he definitely has. That's not lost on Devin Brown. Devin Brown, no matter how you stack these guys up, Devin Brown knows he's got to be not just as good as Kyle McCord, but probably a little bit better yes. uh, through these things. And the point is, how do they remain friends, which they claim they are, and I'm, I'm sure they are. Uh, how do they keep it civil? But then they, like Devin Brown said, it is a competition. He loves the competition. Yeah. And uh, that's why he came here. That's why he committed to a uh, school that was had a loaded quarterback room at the, at the at that moment. Now all of a sudden, he's in that he's in that moment in his career when he has a chance to. Uh, challenge for and possibly win, in my opinion, it, at least top three, but maybe the number one quarterback job in the country in terms of where you can go uh, as, as a player uh, from a statistical standpoint, from an accolade standpoint. And uh, I'm sure they're both going to give it their best shot. I think it's interesting that if you really think about it, 
So if we figure Kyle McCord has the lead in this job, we've seen a one-and-done quarterback at Ohio State. We've seen first-round picks at Ohio State. We've seen Heisman finalists at Ohio State, sometimes all three uh, in Dwayne Haskins. Who's to say that Kyle McCord isn't the next? It's a little easy for Devin Brown to come from a place of confidence when even if he doesn't win this job, it's one more year and then it's your job. Yeah, but you and can't look at it like that. I, I understand that. I mean, not I know, even Kyle can look at it like that. That's not that's not my point at all. Yeah. My point is because if Kyle, if, if Devin <coughs> wins the job, it's his for two years. So it wouldn't even that wouldn't even be the case yeah. for Kyle. But if Kyle McCord wins this job, Devin Brown can still be confident in his leadership, his ability to know that okay, I wait one more year or I wait a few games. If Kyle struggles, I'll be ready. If not, then it's my job at the end of this year. Like, there's a world where that that can also factor into the confidence that Devin Brown carries. I just think that both of these guys show so much of it, it's kind of hard to get a read for everything because these are such confident guys. Because they don't even know the answer yet. I mean, you know, we're talking about something no one knows the answer to yet. I mean, you know, that's what you're getting to. Yeah, if Kyle McCord wins this job, like we just talked about the surrounding cast, the weapons he has at his disposal, if in fact the offensive line comes along, like I think we think it will, but you know, you got to see that too, right? he can go places in a hurry, just like, like you're talking about, like Dwayne Haskins Jr. did. I mean, clearly there is a points and yardage explosion that's possible here if, in fact, the offensive line comes along and one of these guys is going to be leading it. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, I was going to ask Ryan Day, didn't get called on to talk to Ryan Day, but, but with Kyle McCord, I asked him, I said, does it change anything for you that all of your weapons are back? You have a running game to, re- to rely on. Uh, now that all the running backs are back when they weren't there in the spring. You have Marvin Harrison Jr. who didn't go through a lot of spring drills. Julian Fleming and Emeka Buka didn't do anything in the spring. You have those guys back. Like, How does that change your mindset? He said it doesn't really change it, but it does help to have those guys back. Whoever wins this job is, is you know, I, ha- I hate the analogy of getting the keys to the Cadillac, but like, there's really no other way to say it with this group because of just how good the talent around this quarterback is going to be, Andy. Yeah, it's an overused analogy, but it's a correct analogy. And Kyle McCord called it, yeah, the best wide receiver core in the country, which it's not even that big of a hot take. It's probably, that's probably the truth. Maybe cold. And uh, Except for the Cadillac part, it's more like a (laughs) McLaren F1, but go ahead. Yeah, you can pick your poison there. But yeah, I think the one thing I took away too from this is that, look, Brian Day wants the extraordinary traits. He wants the competitive side of these quarterbacks, and that's something he's talked about. He mentioned Dwayne Haskins at Maryland using his legs. He mentioned Justin Fields coming back from broken ribs and throwing six touchdown passes against Clemson in the college football playoff. He mentioned C.J. Stroud putting everything on the line and giving him a chance to beat Georgia in college football playoff this last year. He wants that. He wants someone to step up in that way. And I think one thing that I took away from this press conference was that both of these quarterbacks, without hearing each other, mentioned C.J. Stroud and not wanting to step on his toes. And it was kind of clear, and that makes sense. They said this was C.J. Stroud's team, but now it's our opportunity to lead. And even if you're more reserved like Kyle is, we've seen him lead in this building. There was a scrimmage here in the spring where he scored a touchdown and was loud as can be, throwing the football in celebration, getting around his team. We've seen Devin Brown do it as well. So I think now there is no C.J. Stroud. There is no stepping on toes. They're not trying to step on each other's toes. They don't care about that. They're willing to compete, and that's what Ryan Day is looking for. Tim? No, I, I, yeah. You know, it's funny, though, guys. It's funny what goes through your mind when you're sitting in a press conference and things get sort of like uh, dulled a little bit. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking at Tristan Jebby, and I'm going, you know, that guy kind of reminds you in a small way, but definitely reminds you of Stetson Bennett, a guy that Georgia walked on at Georgia. Georgia didn't want him, ran him off, what, at least once, tried to run him off twice. And suddenly, 
it became his team, and all he did was lead him to two national championships. My point is, I really like this quarterback room at Ohio State from the standpoint of you've got two five-star prospects going at it, led by a guy who has been around the block and then some, like I've outlined for him from Calabasas High School to uh, to uh, Nebraska to Oregon State to now Ohio State, going into his seventh year. and. You've got all this this coaching cadre set up above him, like uh, uh, Corey Dennis, uh, Todd Fitch, the the uh, what do you call him, the quality control guy, whatever he is. You know, I'm not sure what exactly his title is. Uh, 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 Brian Hartline, the new offensive coordinator, and of course uh, Ryan Day, the designer of the offense. But then you got a guy sitting in these meetings on their side of the meeting, Tristan Jebbia, who is they're taking tips from, they're they're learning from and stuff. I I think it's a really nice mix when you bring on Lincoln Keenholz, Keenholz probably, uh, as we've talked about, is a guy who's rising from the standpoint of being a freshman first on campus, fresh on campus. I guess that's why you call him freshman. But uh, that this is a nice room. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Day has alluded to that many times in in uh, interviews over the last several months. And there, there's no excuse for one of these guys not being pretty competent from day one, I guess is my point. Yeah, it's interesting because Kyle McCord didn't bring up the word specifically, but Devin Brown did at the end of one of his answers. He said, you know, these guys trust me. And I think the thing about this quarterback room is there's a sense of trust from all of the, from the entire roster to all three of those guys. They trust that Tristan Jebby is going to be a coach, you know, from a player's perspective, but also a coach's perspective for these young quarterbacks who don't have a lot of experience. There's a sense of uh, trust in Kyle McCord as a third-year guy who's been in the program, who learned from C.J. Stroud both of his two years starting, you know, has started a game, uh, understands what it takes to, to compete, you know, to try to win a national championship. There's a respect for Devin Brown as to just what he can do on the field and also his growing leadership qualities. There's a certain level of trust that is missing from a lot of quarterback competitions. You have to earn that trust. I think all three of these guys, especially the two that are actually competing for the job, Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, I think they've done a really nice job of in one offseason and maybe Kyle had that before but but for for Devin you had to do it in a short amount of time you you didn't want to step on two different sets of toes last year in a short amount of time these two have earned a lot of trust and I think a lot of cachet not only in the locker room but out here behind us on this practice field and then outside on the practice field of course now it's time to go do it in the horseshoe whoever can do it better in these these couple scrimmages that they're going to have before game one whoever can do it better on a daily basis on this field right here that's who's going to ultimately come out of this, but it all goes back to trust. Ryan Day has to trust you. Devin, or uh, Brian Hartline, Todd Fitch, Corey Dennis. Yeah, like you said, like say, Tim, right on down the line, but at the same time, you have 118 other players on this roster uh, to fill out that 120 with Devin and Kyle. Those guys have to trust you. Yeah, and here's the point. That, that Ryan Day understands he played the position. He's coached the position. You know, we, you can talk about leadership all you want, about asserting yourself in the summer, about in the spring. Uh, but you don't really become that guy that everybody's listening to truly until someone anoints you as the starting quarterback. You can take it, then you can really take it and run with it. Right now, they're you know you get to you get the sense they're almost competing from a leadership standpoint. They may not see it that way, but they are. If one guy says something really that really gets everybody's attention in a, like a little group setting, like during the summer, the other guy's paying attention. Hey, wait a minute. Why didn't I step up there and say that? You yeah. know, I mean, Devin Brown, like uh, I think it was was either Devin or Kyle, but the, but it was the same problem for both of them. Like they said, if you have too many people stepping up and saying stuff, it kind of becomes muffled. 
you know, the, the message. Uh, so uh, Ryan Day understands this is a big decision he's going to make. He doesn't want to be rushed into it, but he has played the position. He understands that, uh, in fact, if he names Kyle McCord, that Kyle McCord is going to be looked at by everybody, including us. There's not going to be any more, you know, wondering. Uh, we're not going to be asking him every day who's your starting quarterback. Same way with the players. It's important to the players to know who the starting quarterback is, whether they will admit it or not. Well, but then it's it's from that moment on, does that guy take the ball and run with it? Because there's a good chance that this competition, even though even when a starter is named for the Indiana game, that this competition won't be over. Well, and you don't have to look very far. 2021. I am of the opinion that C.J. Stroud was anointed on, I think it was August 17th, didn't really run with it. He struggled against Minnesota. He was he good. struggled in the first half well, against Minnesota. Let me, let, allow he, me to he played like Gatewell. Go allow ahead. me to extrapolate. He struggled yeah. against Minnesota. He just did. Uh, he threw a 70-yard touchdown to Trayvon Henderson. It was really a five-yard pass. I mean, he he, he had his struggles. Uh, you have the Oregon game where he he tried to do maybe too much and pressed a little bit, especially on late-down situations. And then he didn't play in the Akron game. Yeah. Shoulder injury, and uh, you know I think there was a little bit of mental side to that. I don't think he truly ran with that job. Even though you anoint a guy, doesn't mean they're going to run with it. Now, I'm of the opinion that whoever gets anointed from that group of two did is going my, to run with it because those guys yeah. are a did, little too confident not to. I'm going to throw it to Andy real Well, quick wait a minute. Did you hear my question, though, to Aunt Ryan? He, he got anointed. What would he do? His first half of the season, he threw eight touchdown passes and ten interceptions at New Hampshire. The coaching staff stuck with him, though, because they thought, saw him as having being the best answer down the road. Those are the hard things that uh, they're going to go through because any first-year starter, I can go back through the ages of first-year starting quarterback. Arch Schleister got beat up by Penn State over in Ohio Stadium. His first game as the starting quarterback as a freshman in 1978. You're going to go through tough times. and uh, But it, it's going to come down to people sticking with you, people believing in you, and that's what's going to make the difference. Well, one thing I appreciate about these Brian Day press conferences is he gives us an inside look of how reflective he can be in these kinds of environments. And one thing he reflected on was that he put too much on C.J. Stroud's plate right. at the beginning of that season. He said that Oregon game, hey, we should have played better defense. We should have ran the ball more. And after that game, there was a lot said on social media about is C.J. Stroud the guy? You lose to Oregon at home, right? You still have the game against Michigan coming up later that season, which they also lost. So he's reflecting on that. And everything he's reflecting on is play calling duties. And one thing he talked about was, hey, when he first got here at Ohio State, it wasn't so black and white of calling plays. There was a little bit of shared responsibility between him and Kevin Wilson. So now the situation was with Brian Hartline, it's not gonna be black and white either. He said, it's probably not gonna be a clean break. There's probably gonna be a little bit of, you know, communication between the two of us to sure. figuring out who's gonna call plays when, who's gonna do this and that. And he was very adamant again, just like he was at Big Ten Media Days this last week in uh, Indianapolis, that play calling is just one of the many things. And not even the top thing. No, it's probably, he actually says near the bottom. Yeah of the tasks for an offensive coordinator. Now, you could say he's just saying that, he doesn't want people to blow it up as this big thing, but I think he truly believes the operational side of offensive coordinators yeah. more and, and the reason he believes that is I've got, I got to sit in on one of their meetings one time. Like I said, they spent 15 minutes trying to figure out how to, how to block a counterplay against Northwestern before they went in that uh, Big Ten championship game a few years ago. Uh, Urban Meyer let us sit in there. Ryan Day was running the show, but the point is once they get to the, the playlist, Everybody, everybody has contributed in one form or fashion from the offensive staff. Now you're just picking out plays that you've thought about, you know, that you, you've all agreed are going to work or should work against A, B, C, or D, you know. And he's right. I mean, and it's interesting that Ryan Day has brought that up a couple of times is that managing part during the week, uh, during preseason camp, he's brought that up a, a few times 
I'm not sure he's indicating that he's concerned about that with Brian, but that but those are those are the things that a head coach is focused on with his new offensive coordinator, not what he's going to call on first and ten against Indiana. Yeah, picking out plays uh, from the play sheet. Ryan Day's had to do it. Brian Hartline's had to do it. Almost reminds me a little bit of uh, you know, fellas. I wake up this morning. I get in the shower. I'm getting ready to go to the Woody. I go into my wardrobe and I'm like, ah man, closet. What am I going to wear? I don't know. I, I throw the Letterman Row polo on. And then I'm like, you know what would really add to this outfit? The Bird Dogs tech hat. Uh, this thing, man, a white hat. It's got the pink or orange, depending on how colorblind you are like me. Pinkish orange. It looks very nice as a backwards hat. I do that very often when I go to the grocery store, when I mow the yard, when I you know, do whatever I need to do in my day. I go meet Andy for happy hour. Like, the tech hat is a great addition. And right now, it can be yours at birddogs.com LR. Or if you just use the code LR at checkout, you can get those fancy pants that Tim's wearing right now, the khaki pants that they just sent him, Bird Dogs hooking Tim up. Uh, you'll see me decked out in my Bird Dogs stuff. They're extremely comfortable, by the way. Oh, yeah. They, they fit like Lululemon, only better because they were made by people who Care. know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. <laughs> and they're excellent quality. Andy's, Andy's getting some Bird Dogs gear uh, here in the near future. Bird Dogs and Letterman Row is a team like no other. Uh, use the code Bur LR right now at birddogs.com or just go to birddogs.com slash LR. There's no reason not to get the hat because it's free with every purchase. The polo, I got a nice blue polo. Tim's got the blue polo. Andy's got the white polo. Like everything that you need in your wardrobe, you can get at birddogs.com. The, the moisture wicking, it's amazing. Uh, I can't say enough good things about this company, guys, and I'm not just saying it. Uh, this hat is awesome, and it can be yours for free if you use the code LR at checkout of any item at birddogs.com slash LR. Yeah, and the, the, the shirt is comfortable and fits great. Uh, I'm not sure about the dark blue that, uh, that, I, that I've gotten so far. We'll see where well, that goes. You know, that, that runs anti, but it is a nice shirt. And then the cap is one of my must-wears. I just wore my On3 cap today because I'm trying to promote that brand. Tim, it's called Brand Synergy. Use the code right now, LR, at checkout at birddogs.com, or just go to birddogs.com slash LR. When you check out, they just send it to you in general. So, Andy Backstrom, the 40-year-old Tim, the 40-year vet Tim. I Bay. wish I was 40. <laughs> he wishes he was 40. I, I don't, I don't, good call, Tim. Although I've never hit the golf ball farther, but I'm not sure what that says about my golf game, but go ahead. Maybe when I get to your age, I'll Let be. Let me ask you a question here. As we sit here today, they, they start practice Calm tomorrow. Calm court. Yeah. You got to go with Kyle McCord because I really do believe, like I used that analogy with Devin Brown, you're going into the fourth round of a golf tournament, and probably it may just be by a stroke, you know? Yeah. Uh, or it may just be you finished your round before he did, so you're listed first on the uh, scoreboard, but you just got to figure Kyle McCord has got the lead going into the fourth round of this competition. Now the, the deal is he has to hang on to it, and Devin Brown is champing at the bit. And like I keep <clears throat> reiterating one more time, I do not believe the competition is going to be over. I think they're going to let these guys play in real games to really decide it. And uh, I've seen that before. You know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Cardell Jones had the job coming out of, of going into the 2015 because of what he did at the end of uh, the, their season. They're leading to a national championship. But as the season went on, it was obvious JT Barrett deserved another look and he got it, you know, and uh, was a starting quarterback from then on at Ohio State. So, you know, it's just when you think you got the answers, man, things can things can happen. Closing words? Devin Brown's gonna make it fun. I yes. think even if as close as this is, we just saw today the way he talks, the way he plays, 
It's going to be fun at least. It's going to be a fun competition. Plus his dad's a pilot and I always, uh, I don't like that. To use your golf analogy, Tim, to close this thing out, you know, Kyle McCord right now is Jordan Spieth entering the back nine at the, at the Masters in 2015. Just don't hit it in the water, son. Put the green jacket on. Devin Brown, you can do all you want uh, in this competition and you might not even mess up very much, but the other guy just might simply have the upper hand like Rory at the 2022 Open. So, I mean, we can do golf analogies all day, Tim. Luckily for the people, we don't have to hey, do let that. Me, let me interrupt you though, one quick, because I'm going to do one little quick little story too though on this idea of the gut feel because y'all were there when I asked Jim Harbaugh that question uh, at the Big Ten meetings, and Ryan had a different answer when we asked when he was asked about that today. It's interesting, uh, two head coaches, uh, 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 Jim Harbaugh went through this agony last year of figuring out exactly who his starter was, ended up paying off for him uh, between Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy. Uh, Ryan Day's gonna go through the same sort of like internal lengths because he understands this is a big moment not just for those two young players, but for his football team, you know, and, and what they want to get accomplished, which is run the table, beat Michigan finally after the last two years and move into the college football playoffs. A lot of coverage coming at LettermanRow.com. Andy Baxham, the 40-year-old, the 40-year vet Tim May. Maybe I'll get that right here soon. I've been saying it for long enough. I should be able to say it easily. We'll be out there watching full practice from Ohio State on Thursday. We'll have full coverage of that at LettermanRow.com as we do with the Buckeyes 365 days a year. For Andy, for Tim, I'm Spencer. Thanks for watching the latest preseason report presented by Byers Auto. We'll see you back in here tomorrow. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.